0: Welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast. We're your hosts, Mariah and Che, two intuitive business strategists exploring what it means to be an online business owner that's dedicated to following curiosity, trusting the nudge, and building a life and business that feels good from the inside out.
1: If you're interested in bringing the human back into business, having deep conversations and exploring the intersection of strategy and energetics, then you're in the right place. Today's episode, I am so excited to share with you. It's with um, a former coaching client and longtime friend of mine named Brenna. She has in not only an incredible story but an incredible gift at storytelling so just listening to her had mariah and i on the edge of our seats Um, her journey is fascinating she has um I talk about this a little bit already, so I won't go too much into this, but she's just the epitome of someone following curiosity and building a business around it. And now, since her and I met, we met at the beginning of COVID, she has built from scratch and launched two insanely successful businesses that are Um, just picking up steam and have incredible momentum behind them. So it's really fun to just follow along with her and her journey. Um, I find myself cheering her on. Uh, She's doing really cool work in the world. So I'm excited to, um, you know, get her out there and her voice a little bit more with this episode.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because before we record these intros, we always like to go back and to listen to this. So we actually recorded this interview a couple of weeks ago. And so I was going back yesterday to listen to the episode so that we could, you know, just record this intro with like a fresh perspective. And so I went on a walk yesterday and I was listening to it. And like, I got straight chills throughout like almost the entire episode. Because, like, like Shay said, like Brenna's way of explaining her story not only had us on the edge of our seat, but it was like somehow, ironically, not ironically, everything that I needed to hear yesterday. Like after listening to this, it was like a past version of myself giving my future self the message that like, I know that I would need. And like me and Shay were listening back to this and I almost voxed her yesterday. I was like, yo, this conversation is genius. It's like, even listening to the stuff that comes out of our mouth, it flowed. And I'm just like, so impressed with how powerful this conversation was, honestly, without any of us even fucking trying. And like, I was almost on the verge of tears yesterday, just like at how the perspectives just seemed to land so perfectly. So like, I i am so excited for you guys to listen to this, to listen to Brenna's story and to also listen to like mine and Shay's perspective on the story. Like I, I feel like the conversation is just really fucking well-rounded. Okay. So let me just read Brenna's bio really quick and then we'll get right into it. So Brenna is a certified mindfulness meditation and holistic health coach with over 16 years of experience working with clients of all ages clinicians, and mental health practitioners across the country. In recent years, she's found herself revisiting her original passion to inspire and educate young adults facing mental health challenges. Growing up with severe depression and anxiety, this deeply impacted her ability to socialize and succeed scholastically. Her career is the result of a pursuit to better understand herself and teach others the process and practices of nourishing self-care for an authentic, heart-inspired, and successful life. And yo, it's exactly what you're going to get out of this fucking episode. All right, let's get into it.
1: Okay, Brenna, we are so excited to have you on here today. Um, Like I just shared with you, I have even when Ryan and I were planning this podcast, I've had you in mind as a guest because you were one of the first people that I really started to um, dive deep into the idea of using curiosity as a tool in business building, and and can we trust ourselves and follow our own curiosity and find success. And so this is actually a story I've not shared with anyone before, but I think Brenna (laughs) will especially be surprised. Um, Honestly, full disclosure, I am one of Brenna's coaches. I've worked with Brenna in the past. And um, when she first reached out to me, it was a moment of me exploring my own curiosity. So Brenna was my first official coaching client. Like I had literally said to myself, I'd been doing web designs and helping people build businesses. And I was like, you know, I really love the, the more businessy side of this much less than the like making a web design behind a computer screen side. I'd like to consider coaching. And then like a week later, one of my past clients (laughs) told Brenna, Hey, I think it'd be helpful for you to talk to this girl that did my website for me. She really helped me kind of think through some of this stuff. And so I just kind of like off the cuff pitch to Brenna, you know, like, do you want to walk through this with me? Um, We kind of set up an initial coaching arrangement. And I know that I grew a ton through our relationship. And um, I've always just found Brenna, you're, I've just been inspired by you and how you approach things. You know, we've always been like, you've always, prioritize self-care. You've always prioritized making space for yourself and making space for the things that feel like fun, that feel like play, that feel like joy, even if it defies all of the shoulds that we should be doing in the business world. And I know it's not perfect and it's a practice, but you really helped me realize the importance of making space for all of this. And, and The idea of bringing mindfulness into running a business, I think is a really valuable conversation. So anyway, so excited to have you here today. You have so much valuable wisdom that I can't wait to share with the audience. And so to get started, I would love if you would just kind of um, take us back to the origin story, you know, like where, where did this interest in mindfulness and this really unique thing you've put together, like where did that all start?
2: yeah uh, thank you first of all thank you for taking a risk on me and and being willing to experiment with me because you didn't know who I was from from anything and um yeah I I I grew by leaps and bounds working with you um that is and I'm sure we'll talk about that more later
1: me too but it goes both ways
2: (laughs) (laughs) um so you know I've I've I think that's one of the things you and I worked on um, as coach and client was what is the origin story? Because I think it's, it, you know, we have, we live so many lives in one life and sometimes we have to really, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to really identify where something truly began. Um, But I think, you know, most recently I've realized that the, the catalyst of my, my professional life started, when I was twenty years old, um, uh, and I'm still learning how to talk about this, but there were um when I was twenty, um I experienced three traumatic events. um, I experienced a traumatic brain injury. I experienced um sexual assault and um physical assault, all on different occasions when I was twenty. And um, you know, I was a rugby player. <laughs> So as a rugby player, um, you know, the mindset the the mindset I had, you know, it's like you push through, you push through, like, that's just what you do. You get hit, you fall down, you keep going. And um, so, you know, my approach to life after that year when I was 20 was um, keep pushing, ignore, ignore. But what I was ignoring were these growing symptoms. Um, that were all a result of a supremely um, dysregulated nervous system um, that eventually escalated in having chronic seizures, um, extreme emotional dysregulation, um, just in terms of, you know, um, like a really bad temper, depression, anxiety. um, uh, You know, I had severe chronic fatigue. I experienced you know, food allergies where I couldn't put anything in my body without feeling extremely bloated and um, just exhausted, like, you know, lethargic, couldn't think. Um, So communicating was hard. I got to the point where I had to write everything down in a post-it note all day long to make sure that I remembered what I needed to remember, because if I didn't write it down, like there was no, my confidence was low that I was going to remember these things. Um, You know, I mean, I, I got to a point where I wasn't even able to work out, you know, this is years and years later, through, you know, where I just, I hit a wall where I couldn't, I was still a, um, a personal trainer. Um, but I just had no energy to train. And I remember at one point, like towards the end, I would train my clients and I could only see the outline of their bodies, but that was enough for me to like guide them and coach them in movement and know what to do. But um but I I couldn't really see them at times. And I'd have to sit down if I felt dizzy. It was just, you know, extremely unlivable. And through all of that, um, you know, I tried seeing doctors. I was hospitalized multiple times, um, you know, doing inpatient EEGs. There was this, this need to get answers and get treatment and get care. And the results or the experience of that was getting no answers and getting, and not getting treated with care by the medical um, community in most cases, um, and acquiring a whole ton of debt as a result of that. Um, and it really just ultimately landed, it ultimately landed me in this place. I think I was maybe 28. So this was like eight years later. Um, devastated because i just didn't have my life anymore i wasn't able to work i wasn't able to train um, and my relationship that i was in at the time was just unlivable because i was unlivable i was like i was just you know not in a in a good place and um you know and i had no medical support at that time and you know at that point and i just remember collapsing to the floor just pretty much ready to die ready to give up And, and I heard a voice, like literally I heard a voice to the point where I looked around the room was like, who's in here with me? Um, (laughs) There was nobody in the room. Um, The voice said, sit down, like sit against the couch. And I remember doing it, close your eyes. It said, and it said, take a breath in through your nose and then breathe it out. And it was that one breath, that one breath it was like that that push, 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 keep pushing. It was like, I, I didn't push. In that moment of listening to that voice and taking that breath, I stopped pushing and I just stayed in the moment. And it was like, everything slowed down to the point where all of a sudden in that moment I was okay. And I hadn't felt okay since I, I couldn't even remember the last time I felt okay because I was ignoring the fact that I was never okay. And, so I did it again. I breathed again and I breathed again. I probably did that for about two minutes. And, and, you know, that was the calmest I had felt. Maybe ever. And a lot more occurred after that and I a lot more stories, but, you know, ultimately I did heal. And there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of more of that voice guiding me kind of situation um, scenario, but I, I think, you know, like, where did all of this, this, this my, my career, my work come from? Where did it come from? It came from learning how to be still in those moments where it felt impo- in which it felt impossible and listening with curiosity and openness, listening to, okay, you know, what's the message? What do I feel? What can I do? And at times for me, I'd hear direction. I would hear it or I'd feel it. And, you know, my recovery from all of that um, showed me the power of being open and being curious to your own healing because I was afraid. I spent, you know, since I was 20, I spent eight years just being afraid and running away from my reality. Until I couldn't run anymore, I was probably, you know, I was done. I thought I was going to die. I really was convinced I was going to die. And, um, you know, that day was my, that was the day my life did actually change. Like, people say that, and I'm like, yeah, no, that did happen. Um, and so, I mean, I can answer a lot, a lot a lot, more about, you know, where that led me. But, um, um, yeah, I think I'll pause there.
0: Um, I'm completely fucking captivated. I was about to (laughs) say a full body chills. (laughs) Like, I'm just listening. You took me into a world with you. Like, oh, I have I mean, in the nicest way. Like my body is literally like, what? You're Mm -hmm. like, just the beginning, you had me on the edge of my seat. I feel like this is the beginning of a movie. Put me on the edge of my seat. and I'm like, okay, well, what happens next? <laughs> Wait, don't stop talking.
1: You know what? And Brenna, I'm like sitting here just feeling like so joyful that you just told the origin story and it was bomb. And how long did it take us to get here? Right. And it's like, it, that was one of the things when Brent and I started working together was we realized she is like a natural storyteller. <laughs> and like the second she starts speaking, it's literally magnetizing. And so when she was like sharing with me on Boxer, I was like, "Why, why are you filming this and sharing this with everybody? Like everybody needs <laughs> to hear you talking all the
0: time." And it's just a really nice reflection that, like, like we hear it so often, and especially in the business world, like your story is important. And we hear that so often. Our story is important. Our story is important. But I don't think that we really sit with the fact that, like, pulling our story into a cohesive, let's say, 10 minute thing that makes sense is fucking difficult. Because as humans, our whole entire life is a compilation of big stories, little stories, micro moments, big moments, all of these things. And it's like when we can pull it together in a way that really allows us to like go deep into the emotion. As we're telling the story, we become magnetic to the people that are listening to us. But Mm -hmm. so often in society, we don't want to open up and get vulnerable or we're scared, or we haven't seen examples of that, Mm -hmm. or we don't know how, or we don't know where to start. And so like just the reflection of like, stories are powerful your story is powerful our stories are powerful and like that's and that's just the beginning just like this podcast episode <laughs> we just started <laughs> and we just started
1: and I liked what you said Brenna that was we had a storytelling episode earlier this season and Mariah had the most brilliant insight of like yeah but it's hard to like what is my story? And we kind of like build it up and put it on this pedestal to where it almost feels like impossible. But really what happens is it's all about those micro stories, right? What are the little examples and like, and pulling that all together. And so to continue your story, tell me, I've always been curious about this. You have a really interesting educational background. You know, you've gotten very, take us through like the thought process around, you know, you, I don't want to like spill the beans too early, but like you're, you know, you studied meditation and you've studied breath work Mm -hmm. and you've studied the body, you know, like kind of did that all come as a result on this journey of you trying to like pull the pieces together? Oh
0: yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I I was talking about this earlier um, with someone I, I started ironically um, I started as a personal trainer when I was 20, (laughs) So this all started at the same time i started as a certified um personal trainer when i was 20 because i um you know i kind of fell into it and i think that's kind of what happens in the universe you know like projectors we we get invited Mm -hmm. you know the invitation came i i was work i was living in new york city um where i i did my undergrad i lived there for years um after as well and um I joined a gym. It's my first gym that I'd ever joined. It was Crunch Fitness um, on the East Side. And I would just, I lived there, you know. Um, and you know, I, I lived there in a way that wasn't really healthy for me at the time, you know. I um um but nonetheless, you know, um I I connected with people that worked there and um and at one point the, the fitness manager said, you know, you're here all the time. You seem, you know, you're obviously athletic to know what you're doing. Um, I'm starting this program where I teach trainers, um, you know, kind of a mentorship program and what, what better way to be, to, to become a personal trainer than be mentored by one of the best straight out of the gates. So I consider myself super blessed, um, because of, of where I started. So I, you know, I, I, I became a personal trainer. I did that. Um, and I'm like trying to remember the, the, I did personal training and, and then I went into, um, holistic lifestyle coaching, which was through the check Institute, where that really looks like, looks at, um, the science of stress. So it's not just, you know, stress, you know, stress management and, you know, how to change your life. It's like, really like what is occurring in the body um physiologically and what interventions can we make to create balance in the body and you know i will say at the time when i was early on in my professional kind of education i was i was it was all about performance that's where it began it was like i you know i've been an athlete my entire life and i was like i just you know i want to i want the body of my dreams and i want to be able to you know um compete for as long as possible So those certifications were really just about becoming, you know, like better than I am now. Um, What started to happen, though, was, you know, as I mentioned, I was also 20 when all of this this stuff happened. So um, I started, I was actually, I should say, I was still ignoring it, but I started to work after personal training. I went and started working at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and I was working with cancer patients and when I started working there that was when um, I started to develop relationships with families and patients that were experiencing cancer and that was when my mind started to change into a different kind of curiosity because I would have because the way that I am I don't just have superficial relationships with anybody I'm just not interested I want to hear your story. I want to know what you're about. Why are you here? What are you feeling like? Let's talk about it, you know? And so I would have those, those kind of conversations all day long with people who had cancer and some of them did die. And I just, I was in this environment now looking at health and fitness from a completely different standpoint and having people literally cry, like, um, understanding that they might die looking at me and saying, I wish I knew more. Why didn't I know more? Why didn't, like, you know, like people, I'm getting all this information now. Why didn't I know more? Now I'm here and I'm with my family. And it was, it was heartbreaking. And so, um, I knew that I couldn't sit on that side of the desk. I knew that I couldn't be in that position, that I wasn't meant to be in that position to listen to these stories and just nod my head and say, I'm sorry. And so what it turned into was me pursuing my master's degree in, in DC in health promotion management, nutrition education, because I all I kept hearing was like the universe speaking through them. They like they need to hear more, they need or they need to know more, they need to know more. Uh, they, they, the world needs to understand, and I'm like, okay, cool, got it. Let me go get myself in a program where I can put myself in a position where I can teach and educate people that don't know what they need to know. Got it, and so I did that, and in the process of doing that, um, you know, in that time, both my parents had cancer, so like, it became not, it became personal and professional. It became, you know, thankfully both my parents, you know, survived, um, but it was like. It became very much about how do we heal? So less about performance, though so I was still in, like very much in that. But in terms of my curiosity, it was like, how does the body heal? What is, what is, what is the mechanism here? Like, what are the key things that we can do um, that that give our body exactly what it needs? Um and you know, so in that time, you know, as I said, I mean, I was studying the stress and stress physiology. I was studying then nutrition. So now I was studying like sports nutrition and also nutrition for healing and then how to teach education. Um, I studied yoga a little bit at one point, but that was too much of a commitment because I was doing all of these other things. So I kind of backed out of that. Um, but then, you know, then my world kind of crumbled because that was when I got really sick about when I was finishing up my master's degree at at the the last kind of year of it. um, I mean, writing, writing a paper was impossible. I needed help writing my papers because I couldn't look at the paper. I couldn't look at the screen and not lose the words. So I literally like, and I didn't know what was going on at the time. I didn't know that I was sick. Because I had such a mindset of, you know, mind over matter, but kind of mind ignore matter, <laughs> you know, and just like, and, and don't be weak, you know, you know, you're stronger than this. Um, but meanwhile, I was beating myself up. I was like, you're dumb. You're stupid. Like, why can't you learn this? Um, why can't you do this? why am I so tired? I can't get out of bed. Like, come on, get it together. You know, like I was so hard on myself. Um, and you know, one of the things that you do when you're so sick, but you're also not willing to accept the sickness is you just look at it from the standpoint of how do I be okay? How, like, like, what can I do? What, like, what, like, like, just this, like you, you, you attach to this connection of tomorrow's going to be better when today is awful. And it always is, you know, when you're that sick, it's like, what can I do so that tomorrow will be better. And that was really me being curious, you know, that was where I learned, you know, I had the context of learning nutrition and understanding exercise. And then I was starting to understand exercise, not from a standpoint of, of training and like, exercise like like using like there's there's kind of two types of exercise right like there's there's exercise where we're burning energy we're using energy but then what happens if you have no energy and i had none so i started to understand that i needed to create energy and so um you know so those were things that i was i was playing with is how can i still move my body um in the state that i'm in and 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 create what's not that what's not there, um, so um, yeah, I, I'm like trying to follow the journey. But you know, um, kind of accelerating ahead. After all that, you know, I I I studied the lymphatic system. Um, I've taken um, breathwork courses, um, and of course, I've done um, mindfulness and meditation teacher training. Because that was kind of me looping back. I didn't do education for a period of time because, um, you know, I just, one, I couldn't because I, like, I, I, studying was hard. <laughs> um, and I just, like, had to get through my master's degree. Um, and, you know, so for a while, it was just kind of healing. But, like, I stayed curious and I read a lot and, like, in, like, increments that I could, like, digest. Um But yeah, but then I finally realized a couple of years ago, I was like, I need to teach meditation. This is like literally the thing that started this all. I need to study breath work because this is literally the thing that got me out of the cycle that I was in was being mindful, getting into a meditation practice, playing with breath work, you know? Um, So, and honestly, I feel like I'm leaving out a ton of education, (laughs) Because it's just like what I do. Because it's just this idea of, you know, when you live curious and you're so passionate about whatever it is, um, you don't stop learning. But but those are the those those are the the, the main um, the main things. What a what a
0: paradox! I'm just seeing all of this, and it's it's so very interesting because it's like in society we are taught in order to move forward we hustle we get the information we learn we get the degrees you did that you were doing that you were Mm -hmm. noticing you were following the curiosity you're getting these conversations and you're just like okay so how do I tell people what they need to know so then you take that on but in but like what was also missing was the fact of like not doing more and actually doing less. So it's by you doing more, you're actually needing to pair that with you doing less. Mm -hmm. And it's this interesting paradox that we see in health, as you just so beautifully illustrated for us and like your journey and in business and in growing up, like literally in like every single facet of life. I just think that it's so very interesting because it's like we're always, we always think that we have to do more, even with fucking marketing. We're always sitting here like, how do we get different results? How do we, we have to do more. We got to be on this platform and that platform and this platform. When really, no, we have to sit and we have to listen to the voice to put our back up against the couch, to take a breath in through our nose and then release. And that is the next step, even though it feels counterintuitive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, that was literally what was congesting my mind is what else can I do? What else can I do? When it, you know, um, and and what you just named is is the element of my coaching practice and really what I'm creating now professionally is I believe that all of this, and there's a lot of people out there that will argue with what I'm about to say, and that's fine. But I believe that, 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 the elements of health can be so simplified, but we're not simplifying them as practitioners in the social media world and the, you know, book marketing world, because we need to sell. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing is we're hurting a lot of people because we're giving them so much mixed information that, that, that they're even more scared that they're doing something wrong, that they're not, you know, I have a client. I mean, this isn't just one client. These are, the, this is what I hear all of the time when I'm working with clients, you know, as a health coach is that, you know, they saw a documentary about not eating meat and now they're, their are health practitioners telling them to be, you know, like, like it's, it's there, there's contradicting voices everywhere. And I think the element here that we, I'm hoping to make teachable is that, and and you've talked about this, um, Mariah, is, you know, we have an intuition. We have a feeling tone that goes goes with our intuition that needs to be developed, that we all can develop. Nobody, nobody does not have, nobody lives without an intuition. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe sociopaths don't have an intuition. I don't know. But you know, I, the point is, the majority of us have one, and I think that is the thing that we all need to activate more than anything if we care about living both a healthy and a happy life. Because, because of our environment, because of all of the in, the information overload, um, because that intuition will tell us what's right for us when in our lives. Because our anyway, I could go much deeper and much longer on that. I'll pause. That's so good. I wrote that down. Like
1: um, intuition is the key to like sustainable health and happiness, (laughs) especially in today's world like that. Wow. You know, if we could have our podcast distilled down to a message, that would be it. Um, And, you know, so I, I know I shared this with you, Brenna, before we press record, but what I think is interesting is Well, first of all, I definitely resonate and even currently today with what you're saying about this story of pushing through, you know, I think a lot of us have that conditioning of just, I loved like not mind over matter, mind, ignore matter or body, not mind over whatever (laughs) I that I I've described myself as like a, a, just a floating brain before. And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast. And I've noticed, even as I'm like getting into this work a little bit more, I'm trying to create space for emotions and like process things. But there's still this story I have of like, get over it. Why is this taking you so long? Why is this bothering you so much? This shouldn't be bothering you so much, you know? Like why I'm an emotional. Brenna and I are both Projector Pisces, so we have this like um, emotional side that in my past has felt very unregulated before too. So I really resonated with what you said, and I still find myself today with that like. Just get over it. Like a strong person would just be able to move through this and push through and, and that, and then the answer is less, right? Sit down, take the breath. So I'm it's so, so intrigued. Hard. It's so hard. And it sounds so it's, obvious. It's it the hardest. sounds
0: so counterintuitive. What do you mean? If I'm not getting the results that I desire, that then means that I have to do more in order to get the results that equate to my success that get me what I desire. I ran into the same thing where I was like, okay, I'm not making the money that I want in my business. So that then means that either I am wrong and I am not good or I have to do more. And the fact that there was another option and that option was to listen to myself, my inner wisdom and actually do less and maybe meditate. I was like, that's, that can't, that sounds too easy.
1: It can't be that simple. And you know, it's funny, Brenna, we talk about this with Mariah. Mariah is in the SEO world, which I know is something you and I've talked about before, but in her world too, it's very much like, oh, look at how complicated this is. You could never do this on your own. And it's it's very, we call it like the smoke and mirrors. But as you said that about health, it's the same thing. It's It really doesn't have to be as complicated as we think it is. But the reason is because people wanna sell things, right? We are creating all these problems that we can then sell, but the trade-off is our people are not being helped, right? And in your case, there's a health crisis that it is affecting the whole planet, right? But I just think this idea of, overcomplicating is very prevalent everywhere. And it's so loud and there's so much noise that these days, if you can simplify and create space, that's really what makes someone unique and like stands out from the crowd. Um, So I'm going back to your story. I'm thinking about like when I, so you around 28 is when you started, we had the big like health stuff was coming to a head. You started to do the other, we got into mindfulness. I feel like I met you several years after that. So like where, oh, yeah. what happened in between like that point to when like you and I met? Yeah, a lot
2: because I'm 36. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and really I'm thinking back that might've been like 20, 28, 29, um, you know the journey wasn't over yet mm-hmm. by any means. Um, so, you know, that kind of, you know coming to the ground and surrender and listening and breathing was the launch point to um, this spiritual um, evolution, really, um, where I became super connected to my intuition. Um, And, you know, at times, my intuition speaks loudly to me. Um, uh, You know, um, I'm sure there's a name for it. I think it's like clear audience or something. But, you know, but I, I mean, I meditate and listen, and I actually hear a conversation coming to me. Um, and that was um, how I started to prioritize what I learned and what I knew about nutrition, what I learned and what I knew about movement. It came through my head, like my mind. It came through my body. I would just, it was kind of like a, like a clear knowing I would work out and I would just kind of become quiet. And I still do this you know, I I would, you know, foam roll, I kind of loosen up my body and just set the intention to listen and invite my, um, my guidance, my higher self to lead me in this workout session, Um, you know, and so, you know, I think a big, to answer your question, a big part of that period was integration. So, you know, Mariah talked about, you know, you, you went and you, you did all the things, you listened and you, you learned. Yeah. Like that was a really great reflection because I threw myself into education. Like, and, and, and I think I took time off from organized education because I had so much to integrate. Um, and I had so much to heal. Um, so, you know what happened between then and now was a lot i mean the relationship that i was in at the time um completed and and there was a big completion there because that relationship really was i was in that relationship during the peak of of my my illness so um you know uh, it in some weird way it that that was that relationship was a teacher and so coming out of that relationship and twenty fifteen, which so that was I was <laughs> well I don't know math, but but there was so much to unpack and and understand because bet- you know we we don't heal in a box. We don't go through illness in a box. And you know, the majority of us go through life and experience wounding in community, um whether that community serves you, whether those relationships around you serve you or or they don't. And so when we heal, you know, we don't just heal our body, we heal our mind, we heal and unpack experiences with with that we had with people around us while we were wounded, while we were healing. And so I, you know, I, I invested, I moved to California. After all of that, Um, I moved, I lived in Los Angeles, lived in San Francisco, but most of the time I lived in Los Angeles. And that time that I was there was such a, it was, it was an it was a time of of starting my life over healthy, although I didn't believe it yet. And that's kind of the thing that 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 I think is really important to share and invite curiosity around is, you know, I went from living every day hoping to feel better the next day or feel, you know, like it was. I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. And that's where my mindset ended. It didn't, I never, I was never curious. I think I was afraid to be curious to consider what would it be like beyond just feeling better? Like what's possible now, you know, what could be possible, you know, when you're just in the survival mindset. And so when I got to California, um, It was, it was putting so much of it was putting down the wounds, was realizing I'm not this person anymore. I'm not, I don't have the same kind of wounds. I don't have the same kind of reactions, you know, because at that point I had, I had completely integrated the practice of meditation and mindfulness and and breathing practices. Um, I owned the things that I learned during the time I was sick. Maybe dogmatically, because I was so afraid of getting sick again. But that's the that's the unwiring, and that's the getting curious is this this idea of You know, believing that I'm not always going to be sick. I'm not always going to be like like my body actually, you know my let me put this a different way. I have this this friend who's kind of more of a mentor. And she said once, um, let me see if I can grab it from my brain. Um, I don't know if I can say it verbatim, but, but it was just this idea of, oh yeah, I remember. You know, we get sick and we get afraid. We're like, oh my God, what's happening? And, you know, she's a wellness practitioner, phenomenal wellness practitioner. And she put it in a different way. She said, what if when we got sick, we looked at it with gratitude and said my body's working oh my gosh thank god my body is is my body is doing what it's built to do because if you think about it if i get sick and i get afraid because i'm sick that affects how the body functions that affects the immune system when i'm in fear but if i get sick if I experience the symptoms of of being sick of being ill, and instead I see and i I express gratitude for my body because I know it's healing. This is what healing looks like when I have a fever, when i'm when I'm nauseous, my body is figuring it out. imagine the difference that that one you, the thoughts you're thinking and the way that will feel in your body while you're sick, you'll heal faster. Um that digresses from my my original point, but I think the point is, is that we, I think there's this habit to, to when we've experienced chronic illness, to not think, to not believe once we're better that we are better. And how does that affect us and our energy and our trust in our own body? And I think if I were to communicate it a different way, I think my time in California was, a coming home to my body in trust again and saying, wow, like my body, my body has grown my, my, as well as my spirit, as well as my mind as you know, as well as my heart. And, and I can, and, and I give myself permission to imagine once again, performance competing, you know, like these elements that when I was 20 and younger, like that was my, like, my life force, my life force was athletics and, 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 and competing and just like experiencing my body strong and challenging situations. Um, so I think I've taken my point beyond where <laughs> like, I think that's it. <laughs> um,
0: I, I got this visual that I want to share really quick. When you said about like changing the perspective from fearful when our body is sick to instead being, to being grateful. And like, obviously it's not fucking easy. It's tough. I literally get a cold and I'm just like, Ugh, like, here I am. Like, how long is this cold going to like last? Am I going to need blah, 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 blah. But I've started being able to switch the perspective to no, this is my immune system battling something that it's never battled in this way before. So my system is actually getting an upgrade and my immune system is actually getting smarter. And as you were saying that, it's like, I got this visual of like, when our phones need an update, it doesn't just update automatically. The phone has to stop working, shut down, install the upgrade, and then you are allowed to turn the phone back on. You are not allowed that. to sit on the phone doing the same shit that you were doing as your system is upgrading.
2: That's so powerful, that analogy. We are technology. Apparently. <laughs> we,
0: so, I mean, it's like the same thing. Like when we need an upgrade, whether it's our body, mind, our spirit, our immune system, our perspective on business, our relationships, when they need to be upgraded, shit has to stop for a hot minute. And that hot minute might be eight years or that hot minute might be a half hour. And it's not up to us and how long that time it takes. And so I feel like it's, it's also what you mentioned about like, releasing the wounds and releasing the perspectives it's like also giving ourselves permission to change our personalities like our personalities become our identity for so long because like I'm just thinking about me in high school like my personality I was so attached to my personality this is the way that I am this is the way that I think these are my friends and this is what I do these are my hobbies Mm -hmm. thank god I don't have that personality But it's like allowing that personality to fall. But it's like when we're in high school, we realize that after high school, our personality personality will change. And it's like, as society, we accept that. But what about after that? As society, it's kind of like, oh no, once we become an adult, like this is who we are. No, we literally change and have to allow our personality to fall away so that our actual authentic self can shine through. And that's fucking tough
2: being an adult. Mm -hmm. Right. Because then what happens, right? Because you mentioned that your identity was attached to friends. to like this world that you lived in. And I think there's such an attachment with, you know, the bridge between one personality to the next, because it's also one reality to the next. So that, that, that gray zone can be, you know, depending on what, you know, where you are in life, that gray zone can be utterly terrifying because, it is just literally empty. You're like, where are my friends? Like, that's what I experienced during that time, you know, um, was my friends were gone. I had no support, you know, like I had very little support. And, you know, I, it's just, you know, but the friends that came in next were the friends that matched this person I was becoming. And I think that's such an important thing to kind of um you know, uh, identify here is that, you know, this idea of magneticism, you know, our personality is magnetic. And depending on how we're expressing, we're going to attract certain kinds of experiences, certain kinds of people. And when we realize that those kinds of experiences and kinds of people and kinds of jobs and whatever, no longer align with us, which can feel, we feel that in our body. We can feel that in, in stress. We can feel that in illness when it stays too long, you know, but when we decide those don't fit, oftentimes we have to break that apart first before we can step into the new reality. And there can, there's a, there can be a lot of loneliness there. And I think that's why it's quote, unquote, you know, can be easier to hold on to that personality, even though we're sick, even though, um, you know, our, our body hurts, we're tired, you know, we maybe like ourselves less is because I don't know what's on the other side of, of, you know, I don't know who I'm going to be, you know? So I think it's, it's scary, but it's so fucking worth it once you, once you can like, um, let go.
1: Let go and trust.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm.
1: the other piece that I think we're about to dive into, but I do want to acknowledge your point, Brenna, because this has popped up for us. There's almost like a lag it, healing is not linear. And I love your story. Cause it really, it's, it's a spiral, right? And some days it's mm-hmm. going to look different than other days, but mm-hmm. um, I love your point of sometimes it takes your mind and reality a minute to catch up. And so like Mariah and I talked about earlier, It it was hard to transition in a business sense, like out of that survival state to, oh, I'm doing okay. And even though that was like true for me, it took my mind a long time to like catch up. And then it took my nervous system even longer to truly, and just earlier, Mariah and I were talking about we're in this weird space in business where, you know, we're making the money we want to make. We have really spacious schedules. We've worked hard. And now there's a bit of discomfort because it's like, what am I doing wrong? I'm not doing things all the time. I'm not Mm -hmm. buying the next course and doing the next thing. And so there's this I feel like my mind is catching up. And then I feel like my nervous system will catch up. It's almost like I have to work in these kind of like iterative steps. Expanding capacity, I guess, is another way to say this, but allowing for that first piece of like, I'm I'm deciding, I'm becoming this person. And then the lag before it becomes your new reality, sitting in that bit of everything's out of control is very, very scary and difficult.
2: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes me, you know, like this is kind of something that came through today for me is, is that I'm trying to recondition myself into is that, you know, when we experience things in life that trip us up to the point where like our mind remembers and our nervous system remembers. For me, one of my like superpowers early in my life was like how I just get excited. You know, like I would get excited about things to come. And I've realized that um, you know that 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 great, that lag time. i've um, I've taken that away from my I, 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 certain in certain ways, I've not allowed myself to get excited because I'm still like not sure that this is happening, that it's gonna happen. But like, this is the joy piece. And this is the thing that I think is so, so important, you know, um, to, you know, when we talk about health and we talk about um, like moving through life with grace, is giving ourselves permission to be excited no matter what. Because if I'm in the energy of excitement in the gray area, in the lag, Maybe the thing you know that I I I'm I'm not sure is going to happen that I'm nervous you know like or or is happening like it's like if I'm in the energy of excitement the universe is going to give me things to be excited about you know but if I stay in this protective in that lag of like is this okay are we okay is this really happening like we're gonna you know our our brain is a mirror like our brain one of my favorite things to like actually talk to people about because it makes it makes me so happy to like know is that you know our brain is like a dog. It's like a processing system, processing system, in that you know we teach a dog to fetch. We teach a dog, you know, these things to do at certain times, and we teach it things not to do. Our brain is functioned the same way. Our brain, you know if 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 i um, if I ask a question, my brain is going to do everything it can to come up with the answer without like, without a doubt. so if if the question I'm asking is, "Is this going to work out like from this like space of fear, or, you know, are, am I doing the right thing?" which is actually me asking, "I'm doing something wrong?" my brain is going to come up with the reasons as to why, like, why you're doing something wrong? Like, you know, and, and instead of mindfulness right like activating this practice of mindfulness and and taking ownership of the process of the brain and saying what do i really need to be asking myself so i'm in this lag period i'm in this gray zone where i don't really know what's what's happening i'm noticing that i'm feeling experiencing some fear what question what like like this is where we can activate get curious what question can I ask myself that will expand me, not contract me, Ooh. that will expand my brain into considering new possibility? Because if you think about it, here's another way to look at it. This idea of fixed versus growth mindset, right? In your brain, if, you are in a fixed, if you're in a fixed mindset, and Shane, maybe we've talked about this, we talk about
1: Carol, Carol Dweck and mindset on this podcast all the time. So yeah,
2: it's so relevant when yes. you're talking about curiosity, right? Yeah. Like this idea of if I, if I'm in the can't, if I'm in the fixed of, you know, the, the stuck mind of, I don't know. And, you know, I can't, and this won't literally the brain is like, okay. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you say. And so the brain activity literally slows down in the brain to like nothing. Cause it's like, I'm not going to waste my valuable energy trying to figure out, trying to make you feel better, trying to make things happen when you're like, it's not going to happen.
0: Because your brain but, does what you want it to do.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So if you know that, if you know that, and you're having that, that lag period where you're like, you're noticing your nervous system is off. Your mind is still in this pattern. Like it's that pause that we were talking about before, you know, it's, 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 but it's a different, it's, it's a, a pause we own that our body doesn't create first, mm-hmm. right? Cause the body will create it later. But if we notice, if we notice, okay. Cause stress, just noticing stress in the body is the first, it's like, that's the thing that we can own. If we want to own our health is that awareness of what does stress feel like in my body? And so if I notice, okay. My shoulders are kind of tight. My stomach just feels like, like there's like a block in it. And so if I put any food in it, I'm just going to get bloated. Like, this is me. You know, it's like, okay, my body is showing signs of stress. Let me now dial it into my brain and say, what are the, like, let me turn the volume up for a moment on the thoughts I'm thinking. Oh, I'm afraid right now. I'm, I'm saying a lot of self-doubtful shit right now. I'm being really like, on accepting of myself, like, okay, so that's what's occurring. Because remember, thoughts occur. They are not us. I am not my thoughts. That is not my personality. That is not my identity. Thoughts are literally waves that come and go. So I can notice them and say, well, you know what? Let me let that wave go. And let me ask myself, what, what do I need to hear right now? What do I need to hear that will soothe me right now? And so what if we, if we function during that lag time, during that gray zone of what do I need to hear right now to soothe me, the brain will come up with it. I'm loved, I'm cared for, I have everything I need. Everything that that I prayed for, it is finding its way to me. I am magnetic, it's happening, right? That is how we practice this. Because honestly, our whole life is the lag. Our whole life is the gray zone in one way or another.
0: And and the question is, how do we prioritize ourselves in between the space of where you are now and where you're going?
2: How do you prioritize yourself during that time?
0: Yes. Yeah, and it's like, how do you prioritize yourself and your health? Mm -hmm. and your mindset and I feel like so often we're 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 preaching space and then we also say that space is hard to sit in but you know what space is a lot easier to sit in is the space of play Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the other piece of the puzzle here where it's like we assume that shit has to be really hard all the time and that our mind has to constantly figure something out But what's interesting is when you allow yourself to prioritize yourself and also consider that play is an energy that you get to prioritize as well, it like allows you to have fun in the space and in the lag.
1: Yeah. I think you guys are helping me pull some pieces. I've been kind of working through this myself of, acknowledging that the, like Brenna said, the lag is life. There's never going to be time where we don't ever arrive anywhere. It's all journey. Right. And so I had a coach say to me recently, how can you detach from the lows but also the highs so for me like if I get into a lag period I'll start to have those weird feelings and instead of doing what Brenna said I'll go into oh you shouldn't be feeling like this and I'll go into like that shame spiral and and instead Brenna what you're saying is so empowering of maybe I could reframe the lag right now I'm telling myself the story that lag is bad and lag means down but how could I lag means good, lag means opportunity for expansion, lag means opportunity for play, how that's such an empowering reframe. And I think that is really, really cool.
2: It, and you know what else too, like language is so powerful. It's like, what if, what if you transformed it into like, even, I mean, you could keep the name, but it's like, what, like calling it something that, cre- that turned it into a container of play, of, of creativity, Mm-hmm. because I think a big part of that, that, that space we're creating, that's why it hasn't come in yet mm-hmm. is because, you know, maybe this is something I've been practicing recently is I have this, um, you know, I'm so thankful. I have this new opportunity coming in, um, that I just got word that it is happening today. And, um, you know, but I've had this anxiety, about it these past couple weeks. I was like, is it, isn't it? I mean, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, just kind of like holding space for this, that you know, but in my wiser, in my more grounded moments, which I've been, you know, working on is, you know, I've been working with the understanding of one, hearing in my intuition, it is happening. I knew it was going to happen. So like settling into that. And two, forgetting about the thing that's coming in so for me it was a contract that I was really excited about and I was like I was like let go of the contract and how about in this lag I meditate and imagine how I feel in the actual thing not just like the one thing that like will make me feel safe because it's a contract and it's money like no like the money will be there I know that but like the money isn't going to make me feel better because you said that you described that like. You know, we're in a good space. I have more time and, you know, I have, you know, I'm making good money and this, you know, and it's like, but the there's a dissonance, there's a disconnect. And it's like, we, you know, you had the goal. I had the goal to create more time. I had the goal to create more money, but like, but we also have to add this component of what is the goal of how I will feel? And Shay, we've talked about that like, at length. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, um, you know, such a powerful um, and teachable element to have when we're when we're goal setting and and you know, when we were talking about this idea of play, like as you're moving towards your 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 next destination, like, are you like like, where is there space for play in it? Like imagine that. make sure that you do.
1: Yeah. And so that's the reason we wanted to have you on this podcast. I think in the first place was you are an embodied example of that. For me, I was even as your coach, um, you know, you made space, you would tell me like, Shay, I'm gonna go take my skateboard out and ride because that's what I need to do right now. And it was always, <laughs> it was like exactly what you needed. And I found that really empowering for me was seeing you really honor yourself and take the time to be still and to check in what feels expansive and then do it. And I think that's a difference was you made the space for it and then you showed up and you did it and you filled your cup. And despite all the story around, we weren't doing enough and we weren't posting enough and we weren't talking to enough people, really the answers always came through when it was like whoa let's be still and for you a lot of times play came up like how could I get out and go play and and for me I'm like how can I make room for creative expression and I know that's important for you too and so where I want to take like and I think this will help us wrap up the conversation is I want to take people to like when Brenna and I first started working together she had An incredible background of all of this knowledge and expertise, and she wanted to build something of her own, right? And so, Brenna, you had already tried to, I think your story is so familiar to everyone, including myself, of I felt like I had this hodgepodge background, and I wasn't really sure how it all came together in a business, and I know Mariah has worked through that as well. So, you tried to build a business once and it didn't work out for whatever reason. And so take us through like, what was the difference between like the first try? And honestly, I think even sharing like that you tried once and it didn't work and we tried again, that's powerful because a lot of people that first time it doesn't work and then they quit. And really like, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's a, what can we learn? That's the experiment. And how do we do it better the next time, which is what you did. So can can you kind of like walk us through, like how you took all of this and pulled Mm -hmm. it together?
2: Yeah, um so th- there's two things I want to speak to and that I think are relevant. The first piece is that, you know, I did start a business straight out of grad school and that was that was kind of starting a business out of necessity because it was easier for me to work for myself at that time because of my health and just needing to have more freedom. Um but there was so much I didn't know and I didn't realize how there was so much I did not know. And so ultimately I couldn't, I had to complete that business very early on. Um, The power of having you as a coach, I found early on was that I realized I had so much baggage as a result of that experience, having had a business before and like literally carrying the failure of that on my back and going into this new um, expression of of my professional life, I was terrified of re-experiencing so many of the things that I was just remembered so clearly. And what you and I did together was literally break through one wall at a time, um, you know, those fears and, um, you know, it was tough, but honestly, I don't know if I would have been able to do it without you because you need someone to help you put a spotlight on certain, certain, like a loving, you need help having someone who can put a loving and compassionate spotlight on your previous perceived failures. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did because I was able to see it with context, you know, and And also from with your help, see how I could do it differently. Mm. Um, And so that being said, what that did was open, the, it freed up space for me to show up to my, you know, this process of, you know, as you said, I had all of this background and I I had, you know, I resigned from my, my job, you know, um, and was just like, this is what I have to do. It was literally in my body and it was just, my body was like, there's one way at this point and you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> and I, and so, you know, you, it, I had no idea how it was all going to come together, but I just continued to play and ask questions. And that was my process. And, and I, I think one of the, one of the po- most powerful um results of that was beginning to chisel away at being a perfectionist because what I would do is as the ideas that I would come that that, as ideas came forward and I was able to put them into form so for example you know I became very passionate about teaching the mind-body connection and breath work um, and other modalities to mental health therapists like I started to teach workshops to them to 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 therapists and and it was successful in its own way it was great um but it was hard it was it it was it and it would have been harder if I didn't go in with the mentality of I'm just playing so I would teach a workshop and I would say all right let's see where it goes because you think about you know like a kid playing on a playground and you know they jump up they, you know, they don't land on their feet, they tumble, but they grab themselves, you know, they, 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 you know, land on one leg and then put two hands down, and then they stand up, you know, and it's just this, like, I started to evolve how I saw myself in my career as just playing on a playground, and that falling wasn't falling, failing wasn't failing. And I started to see myself move through a perceived mistake, and just move through it and see how it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal, you know. I taught a class two weeks ago to um, teachers in a school. I taught them, we um, it was about uh, stress management and and breath work or stress <laughs> stress management and mindfulness. I'm like, it's been that long. I'm like, what did I teach? Um, and, you know, I, I came in with a PowerPoint, and I didn't use it, but I had the framework, and I literally just went in and was like so connected to them connected to, to what I knew, what my intention was. And it wasn't perfect, but it, but it didn't need to be because I think the, the way that we, we make an impact is actually by being imperfect. Because I think that creates space for other people to come forward and offer themselves because that's what everyone wants. To make impact, you have to make people feel impactful. or create space for them to feel impactful so you know the biggest thing that I've learned through my process is I've done I've done so many different things to see how they feel taking my like all my buckets forward and saying like how does this feel how does this feel um (laughs) I just lost my train of thought hold on let me grab it um Oh, and you know, so coming with that curiosity and being so ready to ask for feedback and help, like I think I finally am in this place where I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Who can I ask for help? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. You know, so it's like we don't play alone either. I don't want to be on the playground by myself. I want to. I want to play lava monster with like you know ten other people, and you know, and like that's how, like, like my my favorite way to be curious is to be curious in partnership and, and, and in community. And I think my business, my network, my, my success in the past two years is so much a product of becoming playful in my work and being willing to be brave in conversations in a way I never had before asking for feedback and being discerning with that feedback, asking for help and support and resources in areas that I know nothing about. And all of those things coming together, like I think I'm doing really, like, I mean, this the success that I've had such like early on and the opportunities that have shown up for me, I credit directly to that willingness and that curiosity. Um, like hands down, and I am endlessly grateful because our work together, you know, with with you, Shay, was the beginning of being curious, was the beginning of being courageous, and, um, you know, it really just set set the the foundation for um, creating the business that. It just feels like play. It feels like an expression of me. I'm like literally just being me and making money off of it. Wow, (laughs) I'm glad this is recorded. That um,
0: that
1: is a goal that felt very far away for us for a long time. And something you shared with me recently was, I had Brenna get on a call with me because I'm I'm like always trying to figure out okay what was helpful (laughs) for you. And you made a comment. I used to be terrified of like making a reel or showing up and being visible in my zone of genius. And now I'm making reels for fun. And to me, that transformation is so powerful. And, um, you know, I also want to reflect back. I think I lost my train of thought earlier. Brenna we did not have any model to go off of with her nobody else has this um story and skill set that she has and so there was no other business model for us to go and like reverse engineer even when we were doing market research i remember it was just like this there's nobody else out there so it really was just you taking a look at what you have right now and how can we make the most of it so at the time you were like well i have things to teach about mindfulness. And I'm friends with these, this therapist that is in this therapist network. So what could I do with that? And that's what we did. We did some trainings and, and that turned into something else, but it was always just a, what do we have right now? What can we do with it? You know, we didn't know. We really did not know. (laughs) It was like, how can I be present? Take a look objectively at what's going around, what's going on around me and then make the best decision I can right now. And so, and then for you, like always prioritizing self, self self-care play. And then the other thing that you did that I have started to do myself now was we identified like three words that were like core values, and then every time you had a question for me, I would say, Brenna, what were they? Is it purpose? What is it? Do you remember?
2: I, I, I think at the time it was purpose, play, um, and profit. It might have right. been because we were I, trying. To it, and pro- oh yeah, yeah. It, was, it was three. It was the three P's. Yeah, it, was, it was it was purpose, uh,
1: purpose, play, and prosperity. And prosperity. That's right. And so we would say, you know, like. Do I want to do this? Does this feel purposeful, profitable, and playful? And, and I have that for myself now of like a guiding, it's almost like a compass, a decision-making tool I can use. Does this align with my core values? And that to me makes navigating this challenging day-to-day and some, the lag time a little bit easier. So I um, mm-hmm. I just talked so much about you. I should have let you share all that, but I just I, I, just want to commend you. And maybe that's how we can tell us, like, what's the grand finale? How has this all come together? We did a lot of failing and stepping out of perfection. Failing, you know, I say lovingly, experimenting, yeah. learning, collecting data, um, yeah. growing, building muscles. And then like, what did that all, tell us about where you're at right now. Well,
2: you know, one thing I want to highlight is the fact that everything that I did whether it was quote unquote successful or not it opened another door yep. and that's one thing i would really shout out to anyone listening is that stay open to the pot like the possibility that you create every time you try something new even if it feels like oh that failed. like stay open just wait it's coming because that was one of the things that I found in my process is like, you know, I would do something, I'd meet someone, I would do something and there would be a person to say, Hey, I really think you need to meet this person. You know, it was just, it was literally like skipping stones. Just, I'd be, you know, one thing led to to the next. Um, and, and, and it was really driven by those words too. Like, that's what I was like, am I going to leap? Yes. Am I going to go another way? This is my no, you know, but in, anyway, I could, I could talk well, and this. you
1: also started saying no. And I think that's a part yeah. of it too. Right. And that was really powerful. And, and even I'm laughing now because I know that one of your biggest opportunities came from a referral from a person that we didn't think we kind of were going to like, Oh, <laughs> like it wasn't feeling aligned, but you like showed up one more time. And then all of a sudden she ended up referring you to this like dream we could have never imagined. And so it was like yep. a true Testament of just You may not know how all these pieces are going to come together, but like tap into your resources and your network. And it may not make any sense, but like you're saying, all of a sudden these weird doors start to open. And then you're in this place that you couldn't have even imagined was possible. It was just very in the moment, felt scary for sure. But on the other side of it, like,
2: wow, how cool was that? Well, and that's the whole thing to know is that it's a different path when we follow our mind and strategy versus when we follow our heart. When you follow your heart, it won't make sense. And understand that if it doesn't make sense, you're probably going in the right direction. So, you know, where it brought me, you know, fast forward is, um, you know, by end of year 2021, um, I was, I had planted myself in three schools and I'm in the process of completing um. And it's already in these these schools. So I'm building it and integrating it. It's a mindfulness and health curriculum that integrates social emotional learning competencies. It's a full year curriculum that I'm testing out in three schools. In addition to that, um, I am uh, part of a small team and that is building out um, an app and that app is now being um, acquired. Um, And so there's a lot of new steps that are coming coming forward with, with that collaboration. Um, and, you know, the next step for me with this curriculum is I'm in the process of digitizing it and expanding it um, so that I'll be um, it's gonna be available for um, at least five schools in fall 2022. And that is the goal is that, um, you know, just to kind of put this out there, my goal for this, this um, curriculum program is to make it, like nothing else that's out there um and make it accessible, kind of like Amazon. I have Amazon as my template. like they make everything easy, and that like so hard to like look anywhere else, but but using Amazon as an option. And that is my goal with this with this curriculum program. Um, and I'm practicing the same thing. I'm so curious and I'm talking to as many people as I can to build and develop this, this program so that, um, the impact on students and teachers is, um, extraordinary. So I think that
0: your, your business and how you've created this business and your journey and, and the business that was created through you, it's. I really do believe in the core of who I am, that this is the new way of doing business. No longer will it work that we have an idea and push, 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 and then stay so rigid within the idea and then grow some big corporate company. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that is it anymore. Mm -hmm. I think that that template of doing business it's done. I think that the new way of doing business is instead getting really fucking clear on who we are, what our skills are, what we enjoy doing, and then asking ourselves, how can we serve people in a way that aligns with us? And when we do that, the business falls into our lap. We couldn't have created this business, even if we tried, even if we sat here doing all of these different brainstorming things five years ago, we wouldn't have created something this beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. We
0: wouldn't have created something or seen these opportunities. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. It's following the curiosity and it's willing to sit in the space Of where you are and where you're going, trusting that you don't even know where you're going, but you're holding on to like, what is so damn important to you. And like, one of my favorite things that you said is like, and you said it so nonchalantly is like, business is just an expression, but like in the business world, in the health world, like in the marketing world, I have my business and my business is my baby. And like this, my business is a structure in which I blah, blah, blah. But like business is simply an expression of who we are. And that's the new way of doing business. It's no longer a structure that we have to stay within. It becomes this expression of who we are. And then that allows us to tap into the play and the creativity and the space that we've created and who we are and our authenticity and, and, and our gifts and our talents and and the community that we get to serve. Because yet again, business is just an expression of us. And I think that that is such a beautiful viewpoint of what as a human being, we just overcomplicate to no end. But instead, if we just look at business as just an expression of us that's it. That That's the sauce.
1: So I think the takeaway here is so start expressing. And so like that was for Brenna, I know. And for me as well with this podcast of like, I have this thing I want to say, but I can't get it out by myself. And so like, like I know Brenna just like um, we opened up Voxer with her where she was just kind of brain dumping to me. And like, we were like, wow, we've discovered this love Brenna has for speaking and storytelling and how good she is. And like. And how magnetizing she is. And then like for me with this podcast, I was terrified to be seen like expressing opinions. And now we're like one season in and I'm like, this is the juice. Like I've just like crystallized my thoughts around things. It's so fun. I've really discovered the joy in community and healing and community. So I think that's what I would kind of like try to leave you guys with is find space to express yourself, first space to be still, and then space to allow for playfulness, creativity, childlike play, you know, because we do not have that as adults. But really, that's where this connection comes from. And this good stuff comes from is by creating that space and really protecting it and allowing it to not make sense and allowing it to be a little silly and a little playful. It, It feels so counter everything we've ever learned but like that's the good stuff and i liked what you're saying Mariah, about like this is a new way to do business and i just i mean it's like so encouraging for me to keep hearing these stories because to brenna's point that's helping me rewrite my beliefs around what's possible and this conversation has felt expansive i loved what you said brenna like What feels expansive? What could I ask myself right now that helps me expand? That's so powerful. And I think that's a really cool tool that we can all take with us. So, my encouragement to everybody try to find some space to be free, be creative. What does that look like for you? Is it painting? Is it writing? Is it hiring a coach where you can just kind of like, hey, I got all these thoughts. I want to get it out? Like, get in community, create space to express yourself and be creative and like just allow just surrender and allow what happens next cuz like we we are three people that can tell you it's really cool when you do.
0: And allow mm-hmm. yourself to play through the lag. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that yes, that's yes. the theme here. It's like how do we allow ourselves to play through the lag if if all of life is the lagging? If all we're doing is learning then integrating and integrating then learning. How mm-hmm. do we play through that? And I think that that is just like a really great question to continuously ask ourselves how can we play through this how can we make this more fun Mm
1: -hmm. i love that i think that's like a beautiful place to wrap up um brenna mariah do you guys have anything else you wanted to add i don't and um brenna do you want to give a special shout out like you know where can we keep following you i know that you've got some like cool stuff coming out and rolling out you know like how do we keep in touch and what should we be expecting?
2: Yeah. um, I mean, right now I'm working um, with my Instagram primarily, um, the Brenna, at Brenna Steiner and at Alpha Wave Consulting. Um, Those are probably the best places I'm gonna, I'm thinking about expanding that out but for right now that's the best place it's where I'm gonna be doing a lot of promotion. Um, And you can also visit my website to learn more about what I'm up to, what I'm doing. Um, you know, my different serve the different services that I'm offering, including the curriculum um, that I mentioned. And that's at alpha wave consulting.com. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely put the links to those in the show notes below. And then we have a question that we ask every single human on the podcast. What has been sparking your curiosity lately?
2: Ooh, um, I had a pause for that one because I live curious. So what is the thing right now? Um, I can say that right now, creatively, I, because of the shift that I am in right now, professionally, like space is starting to occur in my life. Um, I'm getting back into this, getting curious about my um, personal fitness, um, that, you know, we were talking about being in California and having this, like, What would it be like to be like healthy and now I'm like what would it be like to be super fit and like like do like and I'm imagining these things and so my brain is figuring out how and ask like like you know because I'm originally a personal trainer so I am getting excited and curious about training and I have the space to do it now so I'm so excited.
0: How very full circle of you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know I know it's really accurate actually. That's
0: really great. I'm excited for that too. I'm really glad that you came on the podcast. I think the conversation was awesome. Um, Yeah. If you guys are cool, I think we're going to shut this one down. All right. So listeners, if you guys enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with somebody that you think would love it. And if you want to screenshot it, share it on social media, absolutely tag us and then DM us with any questions or any feedback, whatever you're feeling, you know that we love connecting with you.
1: And as always, thank you so much for listening and for your support. Consider subscribing to the podcast or leaving us a five-star review so we all can continue to grow together. And until next time, remember that you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode.